Hello, everybody, to episode 15 of The Zillennials. Dude, it's a surprise every time I walk in here. I don't know what episode it is. <laughs> I am Caleb Embry. I'm your millennial in the mixture today. I'm Caden, and I'm part of Gen Z, sadly. I mean, it's not a willing participation, but I'm here. Man, one of these days, you're going to be proud of the generation you come from. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know. This is actually my favorite number. 15 is my favorite number. Really? Yeah. I couldn't tell you what mine is. Really? Yeah. Something with seven in it. Lucky number seven. Okay. 17, 707, 777, you know, <laughs> like airplanes and stuff like that. We Boeing. got, we, we got a, a pretty full episode, I think, today. We, yeah. We didn't break the alchemist into two pieces, so you guys didn't hear from us last week, nope. but we read the... The whole thing. So we're going to try to digest that alongside of you guys. If you guys picked up the book or you're just here to listen to to our thoughts on the book. And so um, we'll we'll get into that here in a little bit. But how's your week been? This is a Wednesday. It is a Wednesday. We typically don't do this on a Wednesday. This is the hump day. Yeah. You know, it was was a little hard to plow through, but but we made it. Mm hmm. I don't know, man. It's been a it's been a rough week. I'm freaking tired. Like I don't know why. It's it's <laughs> like you start the week bad and then the whole week is just kind of bad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's funny how momentum is such a big deal. Yeah. When, when it comes to everything, you know, working out, uh, getting up early. If you botch Monday, then all of a sudden you're like, dang, uh, it's hard for me to wake up for the rest of the week. Yeah, I feel like I've been on such a spree of doing that for like weeks now. That it's it's more it's gonna take more than just a Monday to fix it, but I'm still functioning. I mean, granted, not the best, but I'm still functioning. Mm-hmm. So we don't have a problem yet. How's how's the band doing, Caden? It's doing good, man. We had the singer come last weekend. Ooh, we kind of kind of think we have a you know consistent bass player. I'm not I'm not too sure, dude. I'm sure the audience would love to hear a little 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 diddly from you guys eventually if you guys record anything. Yeah, we're gonna sure. do that pretty soon. I mean, I did the intro song, fun fact. That's just some little riff I came up with. Yeah, those those, like those are Caden's magic fingers. Those aren't just any anyone's fingers. Oh, yeah. It was on the, it was on the drums, the bass, everything. Granted, the bass, I mean, the drums is just like a programmed it real quick. But, I mean, it sounds okay. Well, at least you're honest about your work. Well, I mean, you can clearly tell. <laughs> uh Well, uh got some big fight. We got a fight coming up this weekend, a big fight. My friend said if Tyson Fury loses, he's going to shave his head, and I'm going to hold him to that. Oh, my gosh. So Ty- Tyson Fury, the Gypsy King, versus Deontay Wilder. Number the bronze, three? The bronze bomber. Number three? Yes. What? The trilogy. That doesn't happen too often in, in the fighting world. Uh, you know, three matches. It was a tie, the first one, uh, which also is pretty rare. Yeah. Uh, second one was... Was it by decision or knockout? I think it was stopped. I can't remember. I think it was stopped, but the Gypsy King won the second one. So now the third one. Here we go. Let's see this what happens. Who, who do you think? I mean, I hope it's Tyson Fury. Me too. I'm a Gypsy King fan. He's got he's got a big mouth on him, but I like it. Yeah, but both him and Deontay Wilder are crazy people. So either way, it's yes. going to be an entertaining fight. I love the Gypsy King's story. Mm-hmm. You know, he... He got the, well, he unified all the belts, I think, in 2016. And then he kind of like accomplished his lifelong goal. And he was like, now I'm purposeless. I have no idea 
what I'm going to do with my life. And it kind of drove him into depression. He quit boxing for like two years and then he came back and now he's got himself a belt and he's trying to unify them all again. And what what a great story if he ends up doing it. It's a great story even if he doesn't, but really powerful story from a guy like that. Yeah, I just like watching dudes give themselves CTE. It's pretty fun. Dude, it is brutal, especially in their division. They're heavyweights. Mm-hmm. They're heavyweights. So just any power. punch, yeah, any punch could be it. Yeah. If it hits you flush. Dude, couldn't even imagine. Number one rule of boxing is don't box, you know? <laughs> I mean, it's it's good. Like, I, I do boxing workouts, but I don't really have any intention of actually boxing because I don't want to. I don't want to just get punched, you know. Yeah. Or at least not in the face. Like, we, we, my friends and I do a little bit of sparring. You can put some headgear on. True. You know, it's not as bad. But You're but still I mean, getting fo- your brain football, Yeah, football players still wear he- helmets, and they still get CTE. I mean, you're not doing too much for you. Yeah. Well, speaking of football, dude, we're in week four. Five. It's week five now. Week four just ended. Okay, so we're going into week five. Fantasy football has been, you know, a, a cruel mistress to me. I've only won one game hey, this I'm year three, this I'm far. I'm three and one. I just lost my first game, and it happened to be the biggest trash talker in the entire the entire league. <laughs> I think that when it comes to fantasy football, around right now is when people start to check out. If their team doesn't do good, they're just like, you know what? I'm not even going to pay attention to this anymore. And that's when I come in. That's and I so depressing. In. I de- like, I'm in two leagues. One of them's not going so hot, but I'm still, I'm still giving it. Yeah, it time. be a competitor, dude. You know, compete. Why would you give up? I just I just like checking on it, and it gives me a reason to watch other games other than the Cowboys, which they're Cowboys doing pretty are Cowboys are doing pretty right right now. I mean, it's I'm thoroughly impressed for. But granted, they usually go like six and two, and then don't win another game for the rest of the season. So, yeah, I, it it seems to be pretty consistent for you, Caden. The way that you get through expectations, you just flatten them. You're yeah. just like, you know what? I don't expect well, crap well, from because you Because then at that point, at least I will not be disappointed. I will only be surprised. I mean, that's a good way to look but at it. But somehow I'm still managed to be disappointed when watching a Cowboys game. <laughs> I mean, it just happens. Huh. So uh, anything else? A- anything crazy going on in your life, man? Not really. Just No, just the singer coming in, light, yeah. lighting a fire with the band. Yeah. About a cold air intake. Oh, what the heck? Yeah, replace the the intake on the turbo. It makes it, it makes a lot more noise. It sounds so good, dude. Does it release? Is it? Yeah, it does that. Oh, it's so much sick. more prominent. I mean, you can already hear it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like it sounds a lot cooler. I love the turbo sound, dude. Right. Me too. I have mine's not as cool as yours, but it makes a little zoom zoom. Yeah, and you can you can in the in the little A three you can get that pretty pretty gnarly. Little A three. It's it's a lot smaller, dude. It's, 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 <laughs> it it's is. A it is. Car. It's the smallest one. It's the smallest one. Well, I think the A5 might be. Well, I don't know. A5. The two seater A5. Might, yeah, it is. It's kind of long. But that's the cool thing because I, I took my car back to the Audi dealership a while back and they gave me an A3 for a loaner, dude. I was freaking. It's just, zippy, dude. Zoop, zoop, it's a good everything. Quick. Yeah. It's the mighty mouse of the road. Yeah. Until uh, until you get going for a while. Yeah, yeah it tops of, out. It tops. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is what it is. So so does the A4 though. But I'm gonna hit fifty thousand miles pretty quick, and once that warranty's over, I'm just gonna put stuff in it, <laughs> and make it go real fast. You know. <sighs> oh well. What about you, man? Yeah. Uh, 
I mean, nothing too crazy, you know, continuing. I, I've kind of ratcheted up my workout routine. You've been I am, going hard on that lately. Yeah, I've been eating eating pretty decent the past two weeks. Uh, over the past month, I've lost like seven pounds. I run two miles when I work out, and if I don't work out, I run four miles. Bro, I don't run at all. Dude, it's tough. But after that first mile, man, it's just like the world opens up. Mm-hmm. Like, you like get you that were, runner's high and you're going. You feel like you're fighting every inner demon of your life <laughs> for that first mile. And then, like, you, it's something about, like, you start breaking a sweat. And once that sweat happens, it's like, hey, I'm here. Mm-hmm. I might as well go. Yeah, I don't. I, I've never got that. No matter how much I run, I just don't want to keep going. Yeah. I've caught myself kind of, like, mentally tricking myself. Like, um... You know, I'll be like, I'm only going to, I'm tired today. I'm only going to do two miles. Then when I get to two and I'm not paying attention, it's like 2.16. It's like, frick, I'm 0.16 in. I might as well go to three. And then once I get to three, I'm like, well, I'm three quarters of the way to four miles. I just, I got to get it. It's funny how the brain kind of copes to your desire. Because my desire is to to get in better shape and and to to run those four miles. But it's kind of like subconsciously, I, I have to trick myself. Yeah, I'm just so tired in the evenings, man. It's been hard to go lift weights, but like, still have to go do it. I can't not. Dude, do you it. gotta do it if we're gonna box, okay? You gotta. Yeah, get but to I, I need son. to. I need to either drink more caffeine as pre work. I need more pre workout, or I need mm. to sleep better, or maybe a combination of both. I feel like more pre workout's kind of dangerous. Well, yeah. I mean, I already. You like like. Like one day you're saying, hey, I want more pre-workout. The next one you're like, hey, where's that little bump of cocaine at so I can get to working out? Bro, that poor heart. I mean, it's <laughs> Just already... Explosion. Man. I mean, I already have enough caffeine throughout the day. I don't think I need any more, but like, I don't know why I'm so tired at this time during the day. It's like, it's kind of frustrating because like I just get home and then all of a sudden I'm tired. Mm. I just don't know where it comes from. It's like, I was, I was unable to stop talking two hours ago and then here i am well there's a lot of mental fatigue uh when it comes to to what we do for a living which is drawing houses residentially i mean there's just a lot of choices to be made and you know with you being so aware of what leadership is you're also leading like you're just putting your brain through a lot in those eight hours whether you know it or not, or you've been doing it for years, it doesn't really matter. Like some chess, like professional chess players, they burn like 2,000 calories by yeah. just sitting there <laughs> and thinking hard. Yeah, that's crazy, man. So well, I can't blame you for being tired. Part of me part of me wants to start going in the mornings because like I'm not a morning person. And if, cause, all right, so we technically start work at 8. Dude, I'm up at 7.15. Like I'm up at 7:15, man. I'm not a morning person. I'm never. My alarm goes off at 6:30, but I stay in bed till 7:15 because I just can't get up. It's not easy. Mm. So I may try to start going to bed earlier and getting up earlier. You know what I mean? We'll see what happens. Yeah, I kind of miss the days of like I don't know. Can if no one bothers you, can you just sleep? Can you oh, just yeah. sleep forever? Oh yeah, dude. Dude, that ended like four years ago. And dude, I'm so mad about it. If I didn't have to worry about someone in my house just making fun of me for sleeping all day, I could do it. I could do it, no problem. <laughs> like, but the thing is, is like already, like even on the weekends, I'm up. I wake up at nine thirty because 
It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a respect, respectful yeah, that's time a to good wake time. up. Yeah. But I typically don't get out of bed till like 10, 30, 11. Mm. Especially if I don't have to do anything. Because it's like, I don't have anything to do. I'm just going to sit here. I'm, I'm dragging my head on the ground when I'm trying to wake up five days a week. So I might as well enjoy it a little bit. You know? Right. Yeah, absolutely. So let's dive into The Alchemist, okay? okay? If you guys don't know, The Alchemist is the book. And you know what? Such a pleasant surprise, this book. Yeah, I was captivated. Yeah, it was super good. Uh, what gave me the idea to read this book alongside with Caden and, and all of you is Aaron Rodgers actually has an interview that he does every Tuesday with Pat McAfee on YouTube. And he was kind of like, you know, I want to use this platform, hopefully to help others grow, which is kind of what we're doing, too. So I'm super pumped to listen to it. And he was like, I'm going to do a little book club. And the first book that he recommended was this one, The Alchemist. And the next day it was like number one bestseller on on Amazon. It was a good recommendation. I Dude, guess, he's I got that, say that Oprah pool, bro. <laughs> That's what used to happen with Oprah when she had her little well, book club. In a way, Aaron Rodgers is like an Oprah for men, you know. Kind he's very captivating. He's that very, is a great he's, thing, yeah. He's very much... A lot of men look to him it's like, That's That's Aaron Rodgers. It's like dude. even if you're not a Packers fan, you're like... That's that's Aaron Rodgers. And he's like smart. He's yeah. a smart dude. He's so smart that they're willing to let him host Jeopardy. Yeah. I think the I think the real if you were to say who is the Oprah for men, it's Joe Rogan. Oh yeah. You know you hit that right on the head. Heck yeah. I heard someone say that one time and I was like, you know what? That's that's the best thing I've he ever is. heard. I, I wish he would uh, like start a little book club. I would love to know what, what books he dives into and his thing and with all of his influence it would really illuminate some of his intentions of, of with people if mm-hmm. he did that. All right, so l- l- let's dive in. Okay, so this is just a story. This is a story of a boy um, who had a dream that there's a treasure in Egypt, and he's in Spain. He's just a... Um, shepherd. A shepherd. Yeah, he's got like 60 sheep. And so he sees this in his dreams, like, hey, there's, there's a treasure out there by the pyramids and I just feel like this calling and so this calling you know obviously takes him on the journey to Egypt but he meets all of these very significant figures pretty much uh, throughout his journey and they all kind of teach him something a little different and the alchemist is the last person that he sees so we won't quite talk about him yet but what what did you think about because you're you're 19 you're still you're still very much a young person Whenever the kid was speaking about, hey, I have this dream, but I also have 60 sheep. Like, I'm secure. I can live off of this. But he's going to have to get, he can't take 60 sheep to Egypt with him. He's in Spain. Yeah. Like, you're going to have to go on a boat. You're going to have to go through the desert. Sheep aren't going to survive. So, in your in your sight, is there something like that in your, in your life that you've been de- dealing with? You know? Different choices or maybe... Because I would say, like, music mm-hmm. is your treasure, yeah. you know, out there in Egypt. And in, in some ways, architecture is kind of your sheep. Yeah. No, that's exactly, like, that hits it, boom, right on the money. <laughs> it, like, it, I always, like, told my mom, if I have the chance, I'm going to do it, you know, because it's like, at least then, no matter how, because, you know, going and getting a job, you you can always do that, especially now with such a big labor sh- shortage. It's like... I, I can always get a job, but how many times can you, you know, 
actually go do something like that. You know, it's like take that chance. It's that that chance may not always be there. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's the way I look at things like that. So it's like, you know, you who cares about the sheep? You can always in throughout the story. He's even like, I can I got to go buy more sheep, you know, mm-hmm. but it's like how many times can you make that journey? Right. And that's the way I look at it, because that's the situation. If I ever had an opportunity to go to her, I'd do it in a heartbeat, just even if it didn't go anywhere. But at the end of it, I, at least I'd be able to say at least I did it. Yes. And that's really spoken a lot throughout this book of just like the within yourself, like your heart, your dreams. It's almost like the world, the universe respects the fact that you're pursuing your dream. You're not letting it fall by the wayside. You're not giving yourself the opportunity to regret not taking those chances. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like the universe lets that happen to you. Like, I'm going to let good things happen to this kid because he's just following his heart. He's following the, what they call the personal legend mm-hmm. of, of your life. And that kind of fits into a quote that I've always seen and I've always really loved, which is be the hero of your own story. Yeah. You know, don't make yourself the villain. Don't make yourself a background character. Put yourself in the forefront and chase after your dreams. Cause at the end of the day, you get to look at yourself yeah. You know, you get to deal with the fact that you did or didn't take chances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To me, I don't know. I, uh, cause I've been actually struggling with that a lot, quite a bit lately. I've been like, when it comes to music, I've been unmotivated and stuff like that. I was like, dude, I don't really think that this is going to go anywhere. And then all of a sudden, like we just, we've been consistent with it. And then we had a singer show up mm-hmm. and then a bass player show up for the first, cause it's really been the drummer and I for like, since since the beginning of this year it's pretty much only been two of us consistently and now we have more people showing up and it's like i've i've just put my mind to it i'm like i'm not gonna let this unmotivate me you know mm. and then reading the story i was like yeah i'm really not gonna let this you know bring me down i'm gonna keep trying to do what i want to do just in, as long as i know i put in my best effort if it, if it fails and it fails you know but it's that i'm trying to chase the dream and at least i tried my hardest yeah, and the universe kind of blessed you with the singer and, and, and some some key pieces that you needed. Yeah, it's weird, man. Yeah, I think anyone who is going to be consistent in something that's a, a lofty goal or even not, like, let's not put, uh, you know, boundaries on this. If you're consistent in anything, things usually work out. Oh, yeah, I, I 100% agree. It may not be to exactly the way you think, but you'll always end up better than where you were, you know. Yeah, I've heard quite a bit in my life, like, oh, you're so lucky. You're so lucky you knew this person. So, But it's like, I would have never met the person had I not have tried, you know, putting myself out there, going down certain paths. You know, I've had people say, certain things you did, Caleb, were a waste of time. It's like, to me, it's like, if it wasn't for those, that thing that you say is not important, I would have never gotten to where I am. Well, it's just learning through your experiences and learning through the journey. Because, I mean, no matter how good or bad a situation ends up, there's always something you can learn from it in -hmm. order to make your life better or continue on your journey, you know? Yeah, so this kid really, he he, the first person that he meets, he, he calls himself a king, this guy that he meets. King of Salem. Yeah, the king of Salem. And he has like a gold chest plate on. And he has like some stones on there. And if you're familiar with the Old Testament, that's what the 
the the head priest would wear and the head priest also had stones on it but he gave two of the stones to the kid and he kind of teaches the kids some some really great wisdom which one one of the things he said that was absolutely incredible is uh let me see if i can find it here oh any blessing not taken is a curse created mm-hmm. and and wow you know, wow, that just means like, hey, if there's people and opportunities coming your way that fit into the mold of of that true dream, you got to take it or else it's going to become regret. It's going to curse your life. It's going to breed things that you don't want to happen to you. I was actually talking to uh, a worker that works with us, Chris, Chris Harbor, and uh, he got to come and work. He accepted the job just because he, he knew our boss he didn't know anything about architecture he came in and learned from the ground up and has done an incredible job but he's also met his uh very serious girlfriend at our work Mm -hmm. you know and he's moved down here to south dallas and it's like south of dallas bro you gotta be careful okay south of dallas (laughs) that's true suburban dallas south dallas um but how do you not have accepted that blessing of like, hey, this is a new career path that, you know, I'm, I'm, I really want, I really want this. There's so many things he would have missed out on. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't have even known he missed out on it because he didn't take the chance. But wow, you know, I bet he would, he would give anything at that time to have what he has now. Yeah. Well, and I've, I've come to this realization quite a bit recently. And it's like, I've gotten a lot, a lot of opportunities to just do more stuff. That I used to just be like, nah, and I kind of make excuses for. And it's like, why? I mean, you know, what What am I going to lose from it, you know? There's so much you can learn from these things. Even if they're, like, pointless little adventures you go do with, like, your friends at 9.30 at night on a Thursday because there's nothing else to do, you know? It's like, you can always, there's always... I always feel like I'd be better off going than not going because, I mean, like, you never know, you know? It's like, what are you missing out on kind of thing? You know, I mean, we're only here. Life's pretty short. You know, you might as well take any chances you get to do what you want to do. Another thing that the king uh, says, I think this is like the first thing he says is, you know, what is the biggest lie of humanity? And, uh, you know, obviously the kid didn't have an answer for it, but it's um, that the older you get, the less choices you have. Mm -hmm. That's the greatest lie. And that's serious business because, I mean, you would assume the older you get, maybe you get a family. You know, that means you have kids. That means you have a mortgage. It kind of, life kind of locks you down and kind of makes you a slave to your mortgage. It makes you a slave to your family. I know that's a rough way to put it, but, you know, you want to be there for them. Yeah. So maybe going. You can't just give that up at that point. Exactly. And you know, going and touring, you know, because your, your band gets a little pop and you've got a family, suddenly you're kind of deterred from that. Mm -hmm. And that really stinks. But the truth is, is that you had a choice. Yeah. You know, you can make that choice. You just have to make the the proper arrangements to do so. Mm -hmm. I guess the moral of that story is, uh, just live it up, bro. Don't get, (laughs) don't get get married and have kids. Just live it up. Cause I don't, I don't want kids, bro. Like imagine, dude, imagine that. This little dude's just walking around. Dad, can you give me fruit snacks? He's <laughs> like, no, you've already had two. Stop. You mm. know, go clean your room. 
He and and the king, honestly, I think in of all the mentors the kid gets or has on his way to Egypt, I think the king's like my favorite. Yeah, me too. Like he's kind of like a zany, weird dude. Yeah, like, I don't know. The alchemist is pretty cool too, though. The alchemist is cool, but almost too cool. He's almost too cool for me. But we'll talk about him later. But the king's cool because I think he. Obviously, the kid told him about his dream. Mm-hmm. And, or maybe he might no, have already the king, known. The king already knew. Yeah, so he already knew, uh, you know, what was going on with this with this kid's dreams. But it was just wild that he's such a big supporter of the dreams. Mm-hmm. And those people are hard to find. People who are willing... You, you can say your most lofty goal and somebody's going to sit there and go, no, you can do that. Yeah. I'd like to think that I'm one of those people. I don't ever want to tell someone that you can't do something just because it's a hard thing to do and it's going to take time and a lot of effort and sacrifice, you know? Right. It's like the biggest thing I've taken from this story is something I've always heard from uh, from my my dad and my family is like the these people in like, oh, well, it was really my grandpa's. Like the people, you know, you sacrifice these, you sacrifice security and you take a risk, and you will end up being rewarded for that risk. You mm. know? That's good. Because, I mean, you it's what people hate on business owners, you know, because they have more money after tens of years of hard work. You know, a lot of them don't take a salary for the first five, ten years because they're just trying to build it up. It's like, well, they they forewent the security of just getting a salary and went, and it was like, this is what I'm, I want to do. I'm called to do this. I'm just going to do it. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people realize that some of the most successful people that you see out in public, they went through like 10, 15 years of like grinding away their life. Yeah. You see them reaping the rewards of their personal legend, I guess, mm-hmm. of them putting in years worth of effort. And it's like, I want to get here. And they were rewarded for following it through. Absolutely. I mean, it would be tough, though. You know, it it is absolutely tough to sit there and watch certain people have certain things, experiencing certain things in like their 20s or like their early 30s. And then you're still grinding away. Mm -hmm. But little do they know you're about to hit that like 10,000 hour mark. You're about to become an expert and you're going to end up, you know, having a huge salary and being able to live out some really uh, strategic and fun goals and dreams later on in life. Mm hmm. So the next person, well, do you have anything to say about the king, maybe? Um, nah, he was just a, a cool dude. And it was uh, when he, he told the story of like he'll, he helps people when they're close to giving up on their dream, you know? And oh, I, think yeah. that that's, I think that that's important because like I've always been one person is like no matter how hard I fail, if I want it bad enough, I'm going to get there at some point. I don't care what it takes, you know? So I think I think more people need to do that. And it was like. Oh, I really, really, really wanted to do this, but it didn't work out. And I was like, you said really three times there. <laughs> Are, do you really, you're lying to either, you're lying to yourself that you really want it or you're lying to yourself that you tried hard enough. Which one is that? Figure that out. And then mm. if you really want to do it, go for it. I mean, you're going to get there no matter how, how long it takes. And one of the biggest things I've taken away from this story is like, well, I guess we can get to it when he first met the alchemist. We'll get to it then about how, because okay. uh, that's that's when he talked about it. So we'll get to it. We'll get to that later. Okay. So this next person that he meets, he 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 finally makes a decision. The king kind of throws him over uh, the edge when it's like, you know, I kind of I I need to follow my dreams. I need to honor the dream that's in my heart 
and the dream that continues to haunt me as I sleep. So he goes from Spain probably to like Morocco. They don't give like it was it was it was it Morocco. Is? No, that t- town name Tangier, yeah. Tangier, whatever it's called, that's in Morocco. Okay, I was just picking it's, kind it's of the right closest a, country. It's, it's right across Spain. the street. So yeah. it's like a two-hour boat ride. I mean, they're very close together. You can see them from each other. So he goes into Morocco, and if you know anything geographically about Africa, Morocco, in between Morocco and Egypt is just a massive amount of desert. Um, now, there are some cool oases that are really... Oases. A, oases. Get your English right, bro. <laughs> that um, really are like tourist attractions at this point in history, but back then we're just like harbors of trade and, and villages <laughs> how and to survive in the vast yeah. empty desert. And so he, he arrives at this town in Morocco and he doesn't have sheep. He doesn't really have any, he has the money from the sheep because he sold them all. And then something happens where somebody steals all of his money because he's just like a naive foreigner in this place. Yeah, in a port town. So there's bound to be lots of thieves is what the book was talking about. Yes. And and so he gets taken advantage of. Now he's he's away from home. He feels like since he was pursuing his dream, it caused him to lose all of his money and all of his sheep. But it's like, what do you do in this circumstance but continue to press on? I mean, mm-hmm. you're already in Africa. You might as well try as hard as you can. And he ends up meeting a uh, a merchant that sells glass. And uh, that dude was an interesting guy. He was a... Um, what, what? He was Muslim? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was Muslim because his, his whole dream... This guy's dream, just like this kid's dream, is to go to Egypt and find this treasure. This guy's dream was just to go to, to Mecca, mm-hmm. to make the journey... To, to Mecca and, and walk around. Pretty sure it's a obligation of all Muslims. Yeah, it's the great pilgrimage, but you know, not a lot of not a lot of Muslims get the opportunity if, if they're not close. And so he he's had this dream his whole life, but he he owns a store. Like he's making decent money. But this kid ends up coming to work with him. The kid starts making some money. The dude starts making some money as well. And the kid's like, why don't you go and do your dream? And this is what I find fascinating about this character. He's like, yeah, I got the money, but if I go, then I, I'm going to lose all my motivation mm-hmm. because that's the reason why I continue to press hard. And so th- I think that's really relevant in a lot of people's lives is they have dreams. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they want to work out and get fit. Maybe they want to take that trip overseas. But once they do, it's like, what is there left? Yeah. I th- that's a big problem I see. I see I see that too often, and I I even struggle with it myself sometimes. Cause like, I saved up for to buy a car for quite a long time, and then once I got it, I was kind of sitting there for a little bit. I was like, well, what am I gonna what am I gonna do now? You know? Yeah. Kind of the the quote that I came up with was, um, some people need a dream so bad they can't afford to fulfill it. Yeah. And that's. That's just tough. You got to know, we've talked about a little bit on this podcast. You got to know that you want to achieve it and then you want to move the goalpost again. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, you want to continue to achieve and that's, that's what happens. Things stack, momentum starts to build and suddenly it was really hard to make that first million dollars, but now that million dollars is making its own money, Mm -hmm. you know, or, or, you know, the $5 million now it's 10. So it's just interesting how hard you got to grind 
to get to that initial dream, but then you've done it. Now you're almost like an expert in dream fulfillment. Mm-hmm. Now you just got to keep going. Got to keep that momentum building because like, you know, you can get, you can get so far and then be done with it when it's like, and then you like me personally, I'll end up in those situations and I'll figure out, I was like, Oh, I did this. That seems cool too. Let's keep going. You know, I'm already on fire. Let's just keep it burning, you know? Right. And that's kind of the biggest lesson that I learned from that character. Um, the merchant, I don't know. Did you, did you happen to, to feel anything else from that character? Well, I just, I see that too much with people, you know, because I, I'd like to think that I have a pretty adventurous spirit deep down inside as, as cringy as that sounds, <laughs> but I, I like to go and do stuff and take chances and go, you know, explore things. And it's like, oh, if you have the opportunity, you know, sacrifice that security, take a risk and reap the rewards of it, mm. you know. That's that's just my biggest advice to that guy, even though he's probably long dead by now oh, if he yeah. was a real person. Well, okay, so he meets the merchant. He works for the merchant. He ends up saving enough money because he kind of feels like he wants to go back. He's like, geez, yeah. I got freaking robbed. Uh, I mean, he I, made a bunch of money. You could double the amount of sheep he has now. Oh, yeah, because he originally just had 60. Now he's like, oh, well, I can have 120. And it's just kind of like... Maybe this dream of security is more important than this like crazy outlandish dream that there's supposed to be treasure in Egypt for me. And so these are like very reasonable discussions to have. Like majority of people would say, dude, go back and, you know, have sheep, Mm -hmm. like, like be secure. But for whatever reason, probably dealing with the merchant and the fact that the merchant gave up on his dream to, to have his little secure shop, merchant shop. But so since he saw the merchant not fulfilling his dream, it kind of propelled him to, you know, go ahead, take the money and start getting across the desert. Mm-hmm. I've always wondered what it is that that creates, you know, situations like that. where you are like, I just want to be secure whenever it's like because to me personally, it's like I don't want to just be sec- if you're secure and, you know, you're safe and comfortable. You're not really growing. You're not exp- you're not learning new things. You're not doing you're not really advancing anything big big leaps or advances don't happen when you're comfortable. Mm. You know what I mean? So I, to me, I, I was kind of thinking when listening, it's like, what, what drives people to just want to be secure? Cause I, I don't really understand it as well as most people do. Cause I've got so many things I want to do and I just try and work for those things. You know, I think for some people who grew up in unstable environments, when it comes to money, it's like, you feel like as you grow up, that should be the goal because once you achieve it, everything becomes a lot easier. Yeah. And I and I can see that logic. I can, I can appreciate that. Yeah, I can see that logic. In fact, I prescribe to it a little bit myself, but I've been bl- blessed beyond anything I could have ever imagined whenever I was in high school when it comes to like the position I have, some of the finances I have, because it's just kind of like, whoa. Yeah. You know, like, I can't believe this is where I'm at. And now I have the security. Now I'm battling with, I got to continue to move this goalpost. Mm-hmm. This can't be all it is. Yeah. Because, like, what's the fun in that, dude? What's the fun of just being secure and living a boring life without doing stuff? Because it's like, oh, well, I've always wanted to, to you know, go to Paris. And it's like, well, then go. Save right. money and go. And it's like, oh, it'd be hard. And I was like, but do you want to go? It's like, yeah, but I can't, you don't really want to go then. If you're not going to push yourself to it, you don't really, do you really want to go? Yeah. You just want to be like the merchant and you want to have the muse 
out in front of you that will enchant you and you can continue to chase it, even though you have no intention that, of capturing it. the goal. Right, exactly. So once he gets out of this this situation with the, the merchant, the merchant pays him some money. He's got some. He's going to go across the desert now into Egypt. He meets someone who's going to accompany him on in the desert to get there, which is an, an Englishman. Yeah, he's with him on the caravan. He's reading the books, you know. Yeah, and the books are about alchemy. And so this is kind of like furthers his curiosity and just kind of the ways of alchemy, which if you're not familiar with, it's kind of like, it's kind of like science. Predated chemistry and medicine. Right. It's very much, in fact, in the book, they kind of give a description of it, which is almost the exact description of what science is, Mm -hmm. which is just a discovery of of, uh, natural occurrences that have already happened, that are always happening. Mm -hmm. So he starts reading all these books about alchemy and learning quite a bit from this Englishman, uh, I don't, I don't know if you have anything in particular that he was teaching, but I really think it was great the way he talked about love and knowledge and the pursuit of knowledge and how it should reassure you and you should continue to chase it even in the midst of chasing after your dreams. Yeah. I didn't... The Englishman didn't really speak to me as much as the other characters because he was just sitting there, you know, just reading his books. He was kind of almost arrogant i'd say in a way you know he was so caught up in everything he believed and even the alchemist talked about it a little bit he's like he's not quite there yet you know right he's just somebody who's just ambitious yeah like crazy ambitious and so sometimes when he talks in the book it's almost like alchemy is his way of skipping the process yeah you know like he's really fascinated with the fact that in this day and age the term alchemist people people associate that with the fact that alchemists can create gold from almost nothing uh-huh. you know so that means it's guaranteeing you riches and also can make like an elixir to heal uh, sicknesses and things like that it's like both of those things is you trying to skip the process yeah and it's almost like the desert is this analogy of the process like if he wants to go get this treasure he can't just teleport there or fly there. He's going to have to go through it. Yeah. Well, the thing about him, I kind of felt like is he didn't, uh, he didn't let himself be humbled and just be open to learning. He almost felt like he was, you know, he thought he knew it all and that leaves mm-hmm. blind spots in people. And then, you know, you can only become so educated. And then the whole time, you know, they talked about it when they were traveling, you know, um, Santiago the shepherd was looking around and he was just reading his books. He wasn't just taking in everything like that. And they switched the, switched the roles, you know, mm-hmm. he was like, here, read the books. I'll stare at nothing basically. Right. And neither of them were fulfilled. But it was interesting because both of those things that they were doing, either reading a book or, you know, looking at nothing in quotes, it served a purpose. Yeah. Like looking at nothing is technically just looking at nature, looking at what, uh, certain omens like that's a huge theme in this book is certain omens that are helping you spur you on to complete your dream like there's a moment where he's just sitting down and he has these two stones that the the king of Salem gave him and they like spill out of his pocket uh-huh. like one spills out of his pocket because there's a little rip and it's like oh was that speaking to me it's like use any excuse you can to 
you know, encourage yourself to go forward. Yeah. Well, my friends and I find ourselves in those situations all the time. You know, we're like, well, what about what about this? And it's like, well, that's just that's a sign, dude. Let's go. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And it's almost like you can interpret it the way you want to. It's like, oh, that's just a coincidence. Or you can sit there and say, that's a sign and I'm going to go. And, you know, I the whole time I was reading this, I was wa- sitting there wondering, I was like, is it a sign from the universe or is this just me wanting something so bad and it's my willpower that gets me through it? I mean, that's there's so many different ways. Yeah. There's so many different ways you can interpret the same thing. Yeah, I've always prescribed to the idea that, like, if you want it and you're willing to chase it, then you can have it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, you can just go have it. Some of these people, like uh, Jim Carrey's got a great story of him living out of the car, out of his own car, and then writing himself a check for, I think, like $2 million or like a $1 million. Yeah. And he post-dated it to like two years or something like that. And he, he tells a story now in hindsight of like, I got to cash that check because I did dumb and dumber like three months before the post date came up Uh and it's like, wow, like that's just manifesting is what you feel. But it's like, why wouldn't you, if you freaking believed in yourself enough? Yeah. Well, I've always said like, well, not me, but my mom always told me since I was like, could, you know, hear Mm -hmm. that you can do anything you set your mind to. And I, and I firmly believe that. You know, you really can. If you want it bad enough, you, you'll be able to get it done. And if you didn't get it done, it's either because you didn't want it bad enough or it, mainly it's just because you didn't want it bad enough. I think so. Or yeah. you didn't put in enough effort. You think you think you're putting in your best effort, but you're not. Or you just don't want it bad enough. You know, the next step in this character's life is love. Yeah. You know, he met he, the girl. He finds himself a little honey out in the my desert. Dude, my boy simping. What? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's found himself a little desert flower named Fathma. And um, she's she's an interesting character because she's just a supportive yeah. person. What I don't understand is like on day two, he was like, I love you. And it's like, bro, what? Yeah, it's very romanticized, this story. Because it's just kind of like... Like, think about the way that the story is unfolding, where it's like everything has a purpose. The universe is trying to get you to fulfill your dreams. And so he kind of feels like every step, which is true, every step up until this point has led him to this woman. Mm -hmm. And it's like, we're meant to be together because the universe wants us to be together. And that's kind of the spill that it gives to her. And in modern days, if you said that to a chick, she'd be like, yeah, this guy's weird. I'm, I'm getting out of here. Yeah, I'm out. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Well, granted, I don't think people lived as long back then, so they didn't really have very, very long great dating point. process. <laughs> yeah, you know? great point. It's like, you know, we might die tomorrow, mm-hmm. so we got to make the most of today. Well, that dude, that was a crazy, because he, he was like, I love you. And it was like, bro, you've known her for two days. Yeah. But what's even more nuts is he's like, I love you, Fadma. And she's like, all right. No, I like I love you too, bro. Like she's in, she's in it to win it with them. Real love at first sight, right there. Cause, dude, I don't even. I, I mean, granted, you know, you can look at someone. It's like it's a good looking person, but then it's like I don't know people. Like especially in my generation, like I've said, it's like I don't know about this. I don't. This could go a lot of different ways. This this could go a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. So let's like have at least like three conversations. You know, like right. they they had like one, and it was like I love you. 
It's like, bro, <laughs> chill, dude. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how realistic that, that conversation is. But almost immediately after he's like, I love you. And he kind of surrenders to that truth, which is good. You need to be honest with yourself, honest with your emotions. And uh, he's like, I love you. But now he's put himself in another weird spot mm-hmm. where it's like, now it's not sheep. It's not security. Now it's love. Do I leave love to pursue this dream of a treasure that could or could not be in Egypt? Yeah, you do. And it's like, yeah, I guess I do. But for him, he did what I think is the most healthy, which is you need to go tell her. Mm-hmm. And he told her, you know, he was like, the universe brought me to you, but the universe is also taking me to this place in Egypt. And she was like super cool about it. She's yeah. like, oh yeah, I'm a desert woman. So everyone like, comes and goes, yeah. everyone comes and goes anyways. This is a story that all dudes have with these, with, with the desert women. So she understood and let him continue on his journey. Now there's like a there's like a tribal war going on. There's so much stuff we're missing, and so That's why you should read the book. Yes, it's a great book. Read I the recommend book. It. And it's only like, I think it's like two hundred and like thirty pages or something hour, like that. Four hour audible listen. Yeah, so you can knock it out no problem. And it's something that I would recommend a lot of young people and older people as well is just go ahead and dive into this book. Because there's a lot of things that we're missing. We're not doing it justice. But so he tells Fathima that, you know, he's kind of he's gotta he's gotta go after his dream. And she, being the wonderful desert flower that she is, says, Honey, you you go do it. Yeah. Go do it. I'll be here when you're got your treasure. And so he kind of leaves off at that point. Still, he's still with the Englishman. Yeah, well, he's still in the camp because he talks to the the caravan leader. Oh, yes. Yes. And then he has the vision. Right. Go through the vision a little bit. Yeah. So he has this vision. It's like it's like two birds. Were they were they falcons? Hawks? Some think, some big. I bird. think they were fa- falcons. Some two big birds. And then he has this vision of an army approaching. So he goes and tells the chiefs. And it's like, yo, dude, these guys are going to invade. I had a vision. It was an omen. It was like, well, lots of people see crazy things. And it was like, well, yeah, you see crazy things like water, things you desire. Why would I desire this, you know? And it turns out they were there and they killed them all. <laughs> Dang. I mean, it, no, like that's it, yeah, that's what happened, basically. And then he met the, and this is when, a little bit after this is when he meets that. No, I think he met that. He actually met the alchemist before the raid actually happened because he came up and he was like, what are you doing? trying to mess with mess right. with uh, the yes. fate the fate of the universe the things that was written by the same person you know right and so the the alchemist finally makes his appearance but but hold on i, I kind of wanted to rewind just a little bit because i was thinking while you were talking um whenever fathomas kind of like you know what go do your thing uh-huh you know do your thing cuz cuz you need to chase after your dreams and 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 it's all good had she have said wait i thought you loved me you know, I need you to stay here, you know, with me and, and let's have a family. Depending on your perspective, that means she's just not the one. Yeah. You know, well, and that's the I, way you should interpret it in real man, life. By the way, guys, I left my notebook. It's not here. <laughs> so I'm just going completely off memory here. But I wrote down the quote whenever they were talking about this. And it was like, if I can't remember it exactly, but it was like, Love shouldn't prevent you from doing what you're called to do. If so, that's not actually love. It was something along oh, those lines. Oh, it's it's love is not possession. Yeah, no. Some, well, something like that. Well, it, it was like uh, 
No, I can't remember. Oh, no, I'm frustrated. I knew, dude, I got home and I was like, crap, I don't have my notepad. <laughs> but I think even like that little quote, love is not possession is, is still, it still applies. Yeah. You know, if she was to say, no, I'm possessive. I need you here. You're now my possession. That's not love. Yeah. But it was like, it's not true love if you can't fulfill your destiny. Kind yeah. of thing. You can't fulfill your personal legend. Yeah. If, if, if this individual is not progressing me alongside the universe to then it's not then it's not it yeah it's, that's a good point that's a good point because i see a lot of people i could go off on this quite a bit people who don't do the things they want to do because of um their relationship and i'm speaking to i hope my friend's listening because uh, he needs oh, to hear this frick and it's a lineal if he i know, mean well gen z on gen z warfare he's, he's one of my best friends and i tell this stuff to his face but it's like if you're listening to this you know i'm talking about you that means you know you're guilty bro so chill out but it's like i see that happening to people that's like you know they i can't man my girlfriend said no i was like well what do you want to do do you want to do it clearly not the fact that you don't just shows me you don't want to do it you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so it's not either it's not your destiny or it's not your personal legend i mean or you've just given up right very good Okay, so the alchemist shows up, right? And this dude's like two... They say he's like 200 years old in yeah. the book. That elixir of life, bro. Yeah, so like we've kind of been talking about alchemy. We've been reading books about alchemy in this in, uh, throughout this narrative. And now suddenly an alchemist appears, right? And so is there any f- fun, fun little facts about the alchemist that you can recall off the top of your head, Caden? Well, he just showed up with a sword on a horse and it was like a dust storm. And he's dudes in a blacked out suit. You know, he basically looks like a ninja, you know, like what is that? You ever seen Indiana Jones, like the first one? You yes. know, whenever the dude comes out with the curved sword and the black suit and everything's covered. Like yeah. that's what I envisioned him being when I was listening to it. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And he just came up and he was like, who are you trying to mess with the the, the story that's already been written or whatever, you know? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's like, oh, I'm just doing this because, um, you know, I was I was trying to trying to help, basically. And then he was like, the point I was trying to get to earlier was like, because um, he had the sword in him and he was talking to him, yelling at him, all that stuff. And he was like, you know, the reason I did this is because you need courage to fulfill your personal legend. Right. That's a really dumbed down version of it, but that's essentially what it was. And that that was the point I wanted to get to earlier. It was like, if you're going to do this stuff, just because it's what you're destined to do doesn't mean it does, it's not going to suck a lot and it's not going to take a lot of hard work and encourage, you know, perseverance. Yeah, it's interesting in moments of my life that I felt like I was living my personal legend. I had I felt like I had boundless energy. I felt like I was willing to commit to anything pertaining to that uh, thing that was furthering me down this personal legend type goal. And it's just interesting how whenever you feel zapped, when you feel tired, when you feel like things are not feeding back into yourself, that means you're, you're, you're in the wrong situation somewhere mm-hmm. and you need to figure out what that thing is so that you can continue to drive towards those big lofty goals because that's really what's making you happy yeah well you got to find journey i mean but you got to find joy in the journey Mm. you know that's that's where all the the learning comes from you know because if he would have just found the treasure 
Uh, we'll get we'll get to it in a little bit because you gotta get to the rest of the story I, before. I don't want to spoil the end though. Mm, okay, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. You know, I I do I do really want our listeners to go to go listen to it or read it or whatever. So we're probably about to end uh, talking about this book because we I don't want to reveal the end because it shocked me. Mm-hmm. The end I was kind of like, what the frick are we doing? But that that might even have given it away. Um, I didn't give it away. So the alchemist kind of gives him like the final push, like the final pieces of wisdom where it's like you need to be in tuned with yourself. You need to be in tuned with the forces that that provide or preside over your life. And you need to put yourself in positions where you're challenging those things. Mm-hmm. And it's like because uh, if it's really your dream, then what's a challenge to a dream? It's nothing. It's just something that's very accomplishable. It's just a it's just a roadblock. It's just a setback. You just go around it. It doesn't stop it, you know. Yeah, there's there's tribal wars going on in this in this book and like they're scared. Like they're scared how am I supposed to get to Egypt when there's like a war going on and we conti- we got we get captured and and they're asking us to prove that we're, you know, alchemists. We can turn into the wind basically. Yeah, that we can turn into the wind. Now at that point when he's like, I need you to turn into the wind, I think from that point forward, things get real funky. Uh-huh. Like he starts talking to the wind and he starts kind of trying to talk to the alchemist about what's happening. And it kind of lost me a little bit in there, but uh, still that final push he needed. Mm-hmm. Well, it's probably talking to the spirits. Probably slipped some like ayahuasca in his teeth. <laughs> yeah, like he's, he's tripping on DMT yeah. right now. He's so scared. Well, he may be, dude. You never know. Never know what they gave him. So we're not going to push through to the last part. Got to so read it yourself. Re- read it you yourself. You should. You should read it yourself. Even if we did spoil it for you, you should still read it for yourself because there's a lot of stuff we left out just trying to oh, dumb yeah. it down into an hour. We, le- we left out a, a ton. But let's go ahead and get our official ranking. What What would you oh. rate this book out of 10? Like an 8.5, maybe a 9. Dude, no way. Yeah. That was exactly what i was gonna well, say not bad but dude. but you know what i'm gonna go a little higher okay just so we're not the same i'll, I'll say a nine i'll say a nine okay then i'm gonna say 8.6 8.6. i mean 8.7 let's do 8.7 just because honestly i this might be a new book that i start recommending mm-hmm. to to people i i love recommending the tale of three kings this might be another one alongside of it especially for young people geez because these are so many things that you tussle with when you're coming out of high school or you're coming out of college and you're just like i need security but i need a dream yeah and it's like if i don't reach for it now when's my opportunity and it's like maybe even you're older and you're into your career and it's like i still need to to chip away at this dream that i have whether it be starting a business or traveling or whatever it's like you got to just take some steps in that direction. And that's really what this story is about is like, be curious, challenge yourself and say, what would I have to do to get this dream? Mm-hmm. You know, is it worth it? I think it's worth it because you don't want that potential blessing t- to become a curse in your life where you're always looking back like, why didn't I pull the trigger on that? It was so stupid. Yeah. I mean, even if, you know, you had a setback because you went, on this crazy adventure, you know, say you got to get a new job, your adventure didn't work out. Like, for example, if I ever went on tour and it didn't work out and I got to go back and get another job, 
at least I got to say I did it, and at least I learned so much along the way, you know? But I'd also like to think that, personally, that wouldn't be enough. I'd have to keep going, because it can only go up. Right. You know? Uh, another thing that kind of this book brought up inside of me was, like, kind of the way that the story is told. Like, would it, would it have still have even been told had it not have been such a spectacular story? It's like... Maybe, but history is written by the winners, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, if you're going to win, then your story is going to get told. People want to hear it. And not that me and Kate are necessarily huge winners, but we believe that we're we're going to make a difference, whether it be in architecture or, you know, doing a band or with our families or with certain relationships. And we want to share that and make it um, very public that, Hey, this is our journey. Yeah. One day we'll be able to come back to episode 15 and be like, yeah, that was kind of sucky though. Like that, that light, that, that part of our life was kind of sucky. We were in like a, the podcast wasn't taking off, but we were working on our skills. Yeah. Cause you don't, you don't know where you're at until you're out of it really. Exactly. But just appreciate where you're at, but continue to have the mindset of, I need to plan. Because in this world today, that's the only way to accomplish dreams is kind of set those long off goals and then break it down so you can achieve those goals. Yeah, you got to wake up, wake up, look in the mirror and say, you know what? I got this day. This is this is my day. I'm going to take it and I'm going to win it. You know, you got to do that every morning, even if you're not doing as good as you did yesterday. At least, you know, you tried your hardest. You mm. know, that's that's kind of the way I look at it all. I think this has been a a great, a great, great discussion on a great, great book. Highly recommend it to you. Um, Let's see. I feel like I had something else I wanted to talk about at the end of this podcast. But now, oh, this is going to be our last audio podcast. Or audio only podcast. Uh, Yes, exactly. Still be able to find it on Spotify, same places. Who uses uses anything other than Spotify? That's the funny part. It's like it's on these other websites. I couldn't tell you what it's on but it's like bro it's like 10 bucks a month We're just that's like one of the questions that i like to ask people like when i meet them it's like are you a spotify person are you an apple music person what kind of person are you dude my the drummer my that dude's an apple music person and i'm like bro you gotta get spotify you gotta <laughs> get spotify dude it's like stop yeah so we're still gonna be on spotify and and apple music and, and all that good stuff go ahead and download it subscribe to it if you haven't already but we're coming to youtube next week so what so next Whoa. next thursday or friday keep an eye out uh go ahead and follow the Zillennials podcast uh on instagram at Zillennials pod and we will let you know we'll give you a link and you can go watch it oh yeah i'd recommend checking it out and shout out to germany yeah we got one listener in germany i checked the stats and i was like i just turned around i was like yo Bro, we got someone from Germany. <laughs> we got Deutschland out here, Deutschland. man. Deutschland. Deutschland. Uh, so really cool. Uh, really enjoying the the little community that's out there that listens to us and recommend us to your friends. And and we'll, we'll probably see you episode 16 next week. Yeah. See you then. Peace out.